The Koigig pod. For me, it's difficult because if Chelsea aren't playing well or they need something to get someone to get them out of it, I don't think they have it. So I think they're in a difficult place. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Matt Williams is with us to continue the rugby conversation. Matt, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Shane. We've just been talking to Ronan O'Gara there about the complete lack of physicality that England showed against France, which when you think about it at home against France and the record they had, it's kind of shocking that they didn't land a punch at any stage, even when they went 7-0 down after a minute and a half, whatever it was, that they weren't able to kind of regroup and regather. They're going to have a week to lick their wounds and to come to Dublin to try and spoil our party. If you're in that England camp, what are you saying to try and make sure that some kind of performance results this weekend? Well, this is an England team that has had systemic problems for a considerable period of time. This isn't like something that's just popped up. Now, their performance last Saturday was uh, the worst I've seen from an England team. I I was actually thinking about this Afterwards, when Clive Woodward took over uh, before the two thousand, uh, for the nineteen ninety nine World Cup, England were at a low ebb. He brought England to Australia, and I went to a Test match there. I think I was still coaching the Waratahs. I think it was about ninety seven. Don't quote me on it. it might be ninety eight, but, but let's say let's say ninety seven. And uh, they were walloped by by the Wallabies at the Olympic Stadium. It was one of the first times the stadium was open, and that's. The lowest I've seen England. Now, Woodward took six years and got them back to win a World Cup six years later. Deserves a lot of credit for that. They're lower. England are lower than, the, than when Woodward took them over. Um, they were abject, but they have been for some time. They've been on the decline for some time. And there, there is some uh, – I think the problem for me lies in the assistant coaches that since Scott Wisemantle left as their attack coach, they have deteriorated and they have people there coaching – that are not being effective. You're not seeing the coaching being transferred from the training ground to the pitch. So they might be coaching them well, but it's not transferring. And we, we, there, that is the term we use in, in coaching is the transference from, from, from the pitch to, to the actual performance. Um, I thought they were going to lose and lose poorly, but they were worse than I expected them to be. I think there was huge uh, Ignorance, just the, all the talk and hype about Smith and Farrell, Smith and Farrell, was never about Smith and Farrell. It was about all the systemic problems and England's inability to match opposition forwards. You know, and, and the great example of that is Mauro Otoje, who is, has been a superb athlete for them for many years. And Mauro was just, he, he was anonymous on the field the other day. So, yes, the, their lack of physicality was horrific. Um, do I expect a response? Look, I don't think they can get any worse. I, I really don't think they can get any worse. Now, we've got to say France played a part here. France were quite magnificent. But I don't think they can get any worse. If, if I was, if that's our team I'm involved with, uh, the senior players say to the coach, coach, go out of the room. It's got nothing to do with you. Close the door and there's a bit of finger pointing going on and a, a serious honesty about what happened in that game. The, 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 English back row were just appalling. Like there was st- statistics that come up about ball carries, offloads, tackles made, contacts, turnovers. You've got the French back row in numbers like 8, 10, 12, 7, 6, and you've got the English back row on duck egg, 2, duck egg, duck egg, 4, 
you know, it wasn't like a, 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 a you know, the French won it on a points decision. This was just so one-sided. It was horrific. And those guys need calling out. And they need to be told, listen, you, you're wearing the national jersey and even that national jersey with a little red all over it didn't look particularly good. The French even looked better than it. But you're wearing the national jersey. You have to do much better. This is, and this is what I mean systemic. Their attacking system is hopeless. It's just non-existent. I can't tell you what they're doing in attack. I just can't see it. Their defensive system leaked like a sieve. Um, and then their kicking game was appalling. Whatever their kicking strategy was certainly suited France. Then you say, well, what did each individual bring to the game? The, the individuals were just awful. And everyone's trying to blame Marcus Smith. And I thought Smith tried his heart out. It's not Marcus Smith's fault that game. So on all these fronts, England England have got battles. And Borthwick is really, you know, he's really got some chaos management on his hands here because it, it is very, very bad. So in, in a crisis like that, what do you do? Do you just make sure that the game plan is the most simplified game plan that these players have ever experienced so there's no thought going into it and you try and play at some level of unconsciousness? Yes, you do. And, and this, that's a hard question to answer, Joe, because I don't know what they've been doing at training. Again, they've obviously tried to put some form of attacking system in place. And, and a defensive structure in place. But the, the players aren't transferring that. They're not carrying it. So there, there is real issues with the coaching staff on what are you doing. And, you know, if you look at the last French try, which was magnificently executed, but the, the, the which was the set play, line out, down to the back line, beautiful back line set play, magnificent hands across the back line, and they put Fernando in the corner. What the England, English defensive Backline was doing there. We were going, what are they doing? Like, if you're under 12s, did that. Your 13 comes out of line, turns his shoulders towards the ball, ball goes past him. It's try every time. Now, Gary Ringrose, the way England, uh, Ireland defend, the, the way Leinster defend, the way, you know, I would coach defend, they never turn your shoulders in. You would, you would be able to stay alive. So the players either panicked or they're getting coached badly. So what do you do in a day like this? Again, you've got to take personal responsibility. I thought Genge as a leader was poor. All he did was complain all day. And you could see when Farrell came on, he took control. So, so first thing is selections were wrong. The coach got his – the most powerful tool a coach has is the people he selects to go on the field. And it was obvious that selections were wrong. Is the squad wrong? I, well, obviously – you know, they're, 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 um, the number nine, the English number nine was just, he's not international standard, poor young man. I'm not going to, I don't want to embarrass him. He's not international standard. He was slower than a month of Sundays. So Mitchell comes on, the pace picks up. So they've got their nine wrong. They've probably got their back row wrong. They've got their centres wrong. Have they got their out half wrong? They, they, you know, like there's so many issues you could say there. And then you've got your great players like Atoje playing poorly. So you've got it. And then there's leadership. So on a, on a week like this, you know, in the old days used to go out for a beer um, because your coach didn't know what else to do. So we'll go out and say, guys, we've got it. this isn't good enough. And sometimes that worked because people, people would, and, and I, people joke about that, but it made people talk and it made people communicate and be honest. Um, and and that, that team needs some real brutal honesty. But you can also see around the media there's not honesty. It, it, there's excuses 
and there's finger pointing. That that is destructive. There really needs to be some brutal honesty and some commitment to the jersey and a commitment to perform. Now I expect look, it has to be a better, more physical performance than they put in. It has to be that because I don't think they can get any worse. That was abject and it was embarrassing and they were humiliated. Now really good athletes and really proud athletes, they, they will respond to that, you would think. But can they respond in enough areas? Can they get their scrum right because their scrum was poor? Can they get their defence right? Horrific. Kicking game right. Can they get their selection right? Can they get their attack right? Like there's so many things they have to work on. They just can't do all that in a week. But- so the, the, the only thing they can hope for is they turn up with a lot more courage, determination and um, – physicality, cohesion, aggression would be another word, and pride. Well, that, that's, all those things were lacking. That's the thing, Matt. Like, you say it can't get any worse. Can it get better within, a, within the space of a week? Because like, if, you're, if you're Steve Borthwick, what, what are you saying to, to those English players this week? Like, the carrot on the end of the stick is to be the party poopers, to, to stop Ireland's Grand Slam in Dublin on, on Paddy's weekend. It's, it's set up perfectly, but what are you saying if you're Steve Borthwick in that dressing room this week? Well, you're saying just that. You're giving hope, you're giving leadership, and you're, you're um, trying to give direction. But it's very hard. You know, and, you know people forget that uh, rugby players are human beings. And it, it's to recover emotionally from a humiliation uh, is very hard. It, it, it takes time, you know. Just as it, it takes time to recover from a phenomenal win to come back to equilibrium, you know, when you're emotionally humiliated like that in front of the world wearing your national jersey, it takes a long time to come back up to that to that point where you're ready to respond. So it's going to depend on the emotional recovery of the players. That's going to depend. It's a big test of Borthwick's leadership. But again, you know, we go back. Let's go back to November. Let's keep going back before that last year's Six Nations. Now, it wasn't as bad as we saw against France. But this has been an England team that has been slowly and inevitably moving and declining well, in, in all these systems. That was the you question. Know, remember, they lost to Argentina. So it's not like a, they've had a really bad day. This this is something that's been going for a long time. And what did they do? They blamed Eddie Jones. Okay. Well, He's the boss. Oh, so, but, yeah. Sorry, mate. Would this have happened under Eddie Jones? Because I, I was asking Quinny that on Monday, and he was like, well, it's hard to know. Obviously, it's a completely hypothetical situation. There is a chance that France could have blown England out at Twickenham, even if Eddie Jones was the coach. But you suspect that whatever his long-term plan was, that that wouldn't have been dismantled. Yeah, look, I've I got to say, I thought Eddie Jones was, was treated appallingly. Uh, I thought he was made a scapegoat. And I thought it was a lot of, look, there's a lot of anti-Australian sentiment in, in sporting circles in England, that look, I, I just know that, and I think he was subject to, to a bit of that, uh, and th- and that's because of the, the the huge competitiveness Australia and England have in so many sports, especially cricket. But I, I can tell you that, that that's a factor, um, and I w- would suggest to you that I've never seen a team coached by Eddie Jones perform like that. Uh, they've lost games, and I don't think England were playing particularly well. And Eddie, again, I'll tell you that the decline, in my opinion, started when Scott Wiseman left and went back to the Wallabies. Um, and I don't think Eddie chose his assistant coaches correctly, and I don't think Borthwick has chosen his assistant coaches correctly as well. I think that is a huge issue um, with with the England side, that they haven't got experienced 
long-term uh, coaches with long-term knowledge of the game, and that that is a, a real I- issue for that team. I don't think they have a philosophy on attack that that Ireland have, and that is an issue. Again, a massive, massive issue. It's, it's a mirror. If we consider where Ireland were two years ago, when when um, Andy Farrell first took over. Ireland were very similar. They, if we think about Ireland, not as bad as what England were. They were similar. They didn't know their direction. Their performances were were gone. You know, the, 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 it was awful performances for 18 months under Farrell. And then he gave them a direction. The direction came from Leinster. He empowered his coaches. They had a philosophy. They followed it. Bang. Instantaneous change. So what philosophy is this England team following? And I can't tell you. Everyone says, oh, it's Leicester. It's not Leicester. And what works at club level does not necessarily work at international level, not always, because you've got to also say, "Do I have the players? Does this does this philosophy suit my players?" Well, that that that's the fundamental question. Is it? And look, yeah. uh, Tulagi uh, has never lost against Ireland. He's on the back pages of all the papers. I suspect it has been leaked that he's going to start the game. Um, you know, there's a consensus in the English press this morning about Tulagi, and so that generally would suggest that someone somewhere has tipped somebody off that this is going to happen this weekend. Ben Youngs is still floating around the squad, so you could have. Youngs, Farrell and Tuolagi and all of a sudden it's players who have a lot of that experience and do they just kick the leather off the ball and try and compete at Ireland's line out turn it it's going to be, it's going to be rainy it's going to be a bit miserable in Dublin uh, like it's not a plan you know hope is hope is not a strategy lads that's the yeah. uh, but they've got sorry do they have anything else at this stage? No uh, I, I, look I thought leaving Tuolagi that was uh, a major error uh, he's a very he's a fine player. He gets a game line, and and again we we come. This is this whole thing about Smith. Let, let's let's think of Ireland against Italy. Ross Byrne Sexton's out. Ross Byrne takes the ball to the line. He has got a player on his left. He has got a player behind in the pocket, and that player has players on his left and a player in the pocket. So if we think of of uh, uh, of of Keenan's try against Italy was exactly that. So when Ross Bird goes to the line, there are people in motion around him. There's threats on his inside, his outside, behind him, and then the next player out. So the defence has to mark that. Smith goes to the line. He's got one player with him. He's just get smashed, and so does that player. And then that makes the ruck really slow because there's no one there to 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 deliver quick ball. So Tuolagi would give that contact, you know, a lot would be a lot better. But it's not just Tuolagi. Last week, the, I've got to say, the English press are delusional at the moment. And, and, and you know, if they're saying, last week, Marcus Smith's the answer. It's delusional. Tuolagi is the answer. It's delusional. That is one player. It is their systems that are just, they're just not existent. So it doesn't matter who you put steering the Titanic. The Titanic's still going to sink. You've got to change things. And they haven't got time to change things. So what are they going to do? I, I agree with you. I think, you know, it's a very limited game plan. There's going to be a lot of kicking, a lot of mauling, a lot of uh, scrummaging, a lot of looking for penalties. And there's going to be a lot of them standing behind their try line watching Johnny Sexton kick conversions because their defensive system has been awful. You know, like, in, in, and what I try and say to everyone, when I talk to you, Jer, or, or, or I'm on TV, I try and back what I'm saying on evidence. So I, I, what do I see? What, what evidence do I have to give an opinion, um, to give my opinion? So, you know, if, he, if I saw some evidence from England, like we saw from Scotland, so why are we saying it was going to be a tough game? Because we saw some good evidence from Scotland and the first half proved that. 
what but that that's based on performance and evidence the, the evidence of this english site over a long period of time is that they are they are really without a philosophy they're without structure they're without systems and that is is coming out in the players the players are not playing with belief they're not saying listen i know what my job is what's my mission what's my task do my task beat the guy in front of me i'm going to do that that they're just not playing with that so that there, there is the evidence that they don't have a clear picture in their head of what their mission is on each Saturday when they run out in an English jersey. So, um, you know, look, and, and look, test match rugby is test match rugby. Anything can happen. Look at look at the second half at Murrayfield. Look, look at the magnificence of that second half. Everything at halftime said Scotland are going to win. When I saw Josh Vanderfleur pick the ball up, put it behind his head to throw it in, I went, oh, my God, how are we going to win this? We've got a, we've got a flanker throwing the ball in. And they found a way. They, you know, Hannibal, when he took the elephants over the Alps, the general said, don't do it. He said, well, we're going to find a way or make one. And they personified, Ireland personified um, Hannibal. Where They made a way. They didn't find a way. They made a way to get to get through that. And there's a team that believes in what they're doing. There's a team that has unity, that has has this this uh, this idea of we have a mission here. Whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. So my mission has changed from Josh Vanderfleet. My mission is to throw the ball in the line out. And the young man was sensational. Keen Healy comes in. My job is to scrummage here as a hooker. I haven't done this since I was a kid, but that's my mission. I'm going to do this. Uh, 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 Porter, my mission is to do 80 minutes. I've got to do the whole game because the team needs me to do the whole game. Like you go through everyone on that team, you could say that. Conan coming on to do that. Peter Omani was immense, absolutely immense. Like you, you, there's, there's, there's no one we could leave out when we talk about the performance of that team under incredible adversity. Mirror that with England. Like you know, and I, I, I don't want to say so many bad things about players because I know that they can have bad days. But you know, it, that's what I mean. It's humiliating for that English side when they compare themselves to what Ireland did. Uh, uh, on the following day at Murrayfield. Well, Matt, when you say, like, you know, there are players in that England team that maybe aren't of international standard, like, yeah. uh, and I think you might have referenced the scrum half, maybe Jack Van Portfleet being one of them who didn't have a good game yeah. at the weekend for sure, but, I mean, that's a fairly damning indictment of where England are at. Like, if you have players on the pitch against France at Twickenham in a Six Nations game who aren't of international standard, like, is that on Borthwick? Is that on the RFU? Who, like, who's this? Uh, who's to blame here? The... the the national coach, every national coach, is hostage to the system below them. So Andy Farrell is benefiting from a great system below him in in Ireland. Um, Eddie Jones has gone to Australia, and he is hostage to that system. Australia had, I think, I was brought up through it, one of, if not the best system in the world. Because we had so few players, but we were winning World Cups. We had a great system that Australia dismantled on itself by very poor leadership. Scotland under 20s, you know, that score was horrific. Why? Because Scotland dismantled their own system 20 years ago, dismantled the structures that produce players. So if you do that, your national team eventually is going to suffer, which Australia are doing. Uh, and, and, and Scotland are surviving because they're bringing in people from the diaspora and they're qualifying players through the, the um, residency rule. Now, the English, we saw two clubs fold. England very rarely uh, have a, a good at self-reflection. They, accuse, they either say we're brilliant or they accuse individuals like Eddie Jones and they hang them. 
They very rarely are self-reflective and say, what is our system doing? England should be winning the Six Nations at under-20s every single year. Ireland should not be doing what they're doing, winning Grand Slams, just for numbers. But the Irish system on talent identification, on developing that talent, on bringing it through, is superior to the English system. Now, they have players that are not an international standard. Why? Because they refuse to admit that their club system could be better. They have far too many foreigners in their system and they've had financial troubles, as we all can obviously see. There are structural problems. What philosophy are they playing? What is the, what is the, what is the, the school system playing? What are they, there's no, there's no, the, 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 the bits of string are all at the table and none of them are joined up. But they don't reflect on that and they hate you telling them. You know, they absolutely, and that's what Eddie was trying to say to them all the time, and they don't like that. So, yeah, the English system is is not going particularly well, and your national team is a reflection of that system. Every national team is. Why are France doing well? Their national system, and I'm talking to you from France, is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal system, and they're doing it exceptionally well. And they they're, they're, even though their top 14 is run by presidents, um, you can see there is a style of play in France that, that many of the clubs are adopting. Certainly the senior clubs like Toulouse, uh, Ronan's club at La Rochelle, even though they, they have a, a lot of foreign players, but they are playing, the clubs that, that are at the top are playing magnificent style of rugby, and that's been reflected in the national team. So the English system is producing the English national team. So they're systemic, again, not just, not just the systems of defence and so on, but the systems that produce high-performance players is not functioning at the way it should. And they had certain number of players on the field there the other day who were not at the races. Now, we have to we have to say that France have a, an incredible generation, and uh, Antoine Dupont. I was talking about it only yesterday. I was trying to be honest. You know, he 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 is getting up to being the best nine I've ever seen. I'm, oh, I was nice. trying to think who's better. Georgie Gregan in his pomp um, was 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 absolutely a genius. Marshall, you know, you start thinking, but Dupont does everything. Well, in that chip and chase, on that chip and chase that he did, uh, he chips over with the outside of his right foot, he sprints through, regathers, still at full pace, hits the, that and the next kick in the same movement with his left foot, and the ball stops 10 centimetres from the try line. Comes out over the ruck, goes to the right. The English, All the English defence goes to the right, steps back, kicks off his left, kicks a 50-22. French line out, they score off the line out. Like the guy can do anything. He is an incredible footballer, and England don't have no one has anyone like him. But you went through every position on that field. France were better, and Ireland, Ireland. If we go through it, Ireland are better too. And and at a certain point, that becomes that pressure builds and becomes a tsunami of pressure that teams can't stop, and you just can't see England coping. All right, Saturday. Matt. I hope you're dead right. Good stuff. Thanks a million for joining us this morning. Cheers. Sit down. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.